Episode number 61. Thanks as always to DJ Jacques and Winstrong for the wonderful tune. And we are here, and this is episode 61, the Roger Maris episode. It is. Yeah. No asterisk, though, for us. That's right. Mm -hmm. We've got a lot to talk about. We're going to get into some news. It gets spirited, so hang in there. Yep. And there's a lot of grow stuff. uh, We're going to do Strain of the Fortnite. Uh, We've got the Grow Room Time Machine. We're doing a bunch of Q&A stuff. And, of course, we're giving away a grow box from BC Northern Lights. So please, please stick around. All right, so here we are, and it is episode number 61. So uh, how's everything going with you, Mr. Mike? Well, things are going well, Dan. Things are going very well. We are in full preparation mode right now for the big 420 Cannabis Cup, 419 and 420 in Colorado. Indeed. When do you uh, head out to Colorado? Uh, Monday. I'll be there. And, uh, you know, the event uh, has the big show leading up to it as well. And then concerts Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And a lot of craziness planned. We're doing a free weed episode uh, with some some very uh, high-level guests. Yeah, that's uh, that's Sunday, I think, at 2.30. Sunday at 2.30. So live please free weed. show up there if you're a free weed fan and you happen to be at the Denver Cannabis Cup. And who wouldn't? want to and need to be there if you're one of the 30,000 <laughs> people that are going to be at that cup and also right. uh, tickets are still available for that ice cube concert on friday so yeah check out cannabiscup.com get your tickets to that yeah action bronson too who's amazing he yeah. is yeah i'm looking forward so to you got that the one. best of the best of the past and best of the new you know indeed so i'm looking forward to that and of course uh, snoop and Wiz on 420 and uh, slightly stupid and mac miller on saturday yeah yeah, it's going to be pretty epic. Uh, there's tons of stuff going on all over town. I keep telling people this, but, uh, you know, uh, the the marijuana situation in Denver and in Colorado is unprecedented. Uh, you have to see it to believe it. And it really is the genie is out of the bottle there. Like these places are 100 percent legit selling to people over 21 uh, with, you know, from out of state. And, and it's I mean, the, the whole face of the city has changed. I mean, I know it's always been very pot friendly, but it's 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 unfathomable how pot friendly, you know, it is. I mean, aside from, you know, hotel smoking fines and things like that, uh, as long as you're, you know, smart about things, it's it's. It's, it's amazing. So, well, now you you have been going to Amsterdam for a number of years now. Uh, how would you stack it up against Amsterdam in, in the earlier years, maybe well, in the '90s when it was a, hmm. the biggest thing in the world? Yeah, I mean the thing, the thing in Amsterdam is the coffee shops, and you know it's a different system. In Denver, they have uh, dispensaries and rec shops, or in some are in some cases both dispensaries, medical dispensaries and rec shops, and uh, you know you can't smoke on the premises, so it's not a hangout. It's not, you know, it's a place to go purchase your medicine or your <laughs> recreational. Uh, cannabis and then go somewhere else to smoke it and the places to smoke it haven't really cropped up yet I mean there it's happening there's lots of places but uh, soon I'm sure there will be lounges and places kind of like the social club uh, private social club thing they have in Spain I think and people will be gathered together smoking because that's you know that's you know part of the fun of getting high is getting high with friends out and about and it's one of the great experiences of Amsterdam is sitting in a coffee shop and smoking a joint and looking out the window and uh, you know just enjoying that feeling and you know you're going to have to eventually get to that point in Denver I mean there's smoke friendly hotels there's tours around the city and buses that are you know dabbed out and yeah it it is an it, it's amazing what's happened so far but this it's really only been legal just a few months and so uh, you know they're at a point where you know, people are pouring money in and, and starting businesses, but, you know, some of them are going to fail. Some of them are going to succeed. Uh, but it, it remains to be seen how much the city will change, because if you don't like marijuana and you live in Denver, 
Like, you're not going to like the future, that's for sure, because it's everywhere and it's a big deal. I mean, the amount that they're growing is insanity. Uh, well, it's definitely becoming a pot tourist destination, which is very cool. Uh, if you don't have the, the ability to get to Amsterdam, Denver is certainly a viable option. So, uh, And a good time to do that would be uh, in April, around 420, to see uh, <laughs> high times out there. But we encourage you to go to CannabisCup.com for tickets and more information. We're going to do a little pot news coming up. But first, uh, we should kind of talk about this amazing giveaway that we're doing. Oh, the Grow Box. Yes. Yeah, people have been responding. It's pretty rad. Um, Basically, uh, BC Northern Lights has agreed to give away a Grow Box. And we set set the parameters by which we're going to give that away based on people tweeting uh, the hashtag FreeWeedGrowBox at bcnl420 following them on twitter uh when they get to 5,000, and we get to 5,000 on facebook for the free weed uh podcast which is actually on facebook uh we're both right now around 1700 so they're around 17 on twitter we're around 1700 or so on facebook uh, you know another so a bit of a hill to climb yeah, yeah. And, you know, we're not expecting it to happen in the next week, probably, either. So we hope people will listen and contribute and, you know, participate in that contest. And when they reach 5,000 for both of those numbers, we are going to pick one of those people to actually get a free grow box, which is like a, I don't even know, $3,000 3, uh, machine. It's called the uh, the Roommate, and you can see it on at bcnorthernlights.com. Uh, very excited about that. Really cool of them to to do that promotion, and I, hopefully they'll see their social media uh, impact from that because I've really been trying to get them, you know, tweeting and 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 participating, and and this will definitely light a fire for for them to, uh, you know, possibly do things like this in the future as well. And shout out to at uh, Chad Primal. He's definitely been trying to drum up support yeah, for yeah. people to to like the Facebook page and follow the BC Northern Lights Twitter page. So we appreciate that. Get the word out. That's how it's going to get up there, and we'll finally give this grow box away. So encourage your friends. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, yeah, well, what's in the news too? Let's talk about some news, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's do it. It is Thursday, April 10th, 2014. This is Mike Hughes. That's Danny Danko. We're going to talk about some of the top pot stories that are in the news right now. Let's start with the Obama administration. Yeah. Attorney General Eric Holder revealed that the Obama administration is willing to work with Congress to reschedule marijuana. That's big. Of course, pot, as most people know, is a Schedule One narcotic under the uh, Controlled Substances Act which means that it has no accepted medicinal value and a high potential for abuse. It's in that classification along with heroin and LSD. Uh, Cocaine is actually a Schedule II narcotic, if you believe that. So basically, Holder explained at a House Appropriations Committee hearing, uh, we'd be more than glad to work with Congress if there's a desire to look at it and re-examine how the drug is scheduled. It's something that ultimately Congress would have to change, And I think that our administration would be glad to work with Congress if such a proposal were made. Now, here's the thing. Congress doesn't have to make this decision. Attorney General Holder has the ability right now, on his own, unilaterally, to reclassify, reschedule marijuana, or completely remove it from the schedules. So with a pen stroke, Obama, or Holder, can reschedule pot. But but they're saying they're not going to do this uh, unilaterally. unilaterally. They They want want a consensus. They want support from Congress. Mm -hmm. But... They're basically passing the buck and saying, oh, Congress needs to do this. But really what they're saying is Congress needs to tell us that they're okay with us doing this. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, let's just get it done. You know what I mean? If if all he's got to do is do it and no one, you know, jumped ugly on him for suggesting that, you know, maybe that's that's their test is like they're put that out there. And if someone freaks out, you know, maybe they pull back. But if no one freaks out, maybe that gives them the uh, the green light to reschedule or deschedule and i i mean obviously i prefer deschedule but uh they were talking about schedule three potentially i mean it's livable it's something it's a definitely a step in the right direction and i mean what kind of nonsense is it that it's schedule one i mean no medicinal value i mean that's so the government themselves know that's not the case so 
you know. Well, let's it, let's talk about what rescheduling would do. Uh, it wouldn't legalize pot, obviously, if it was still on the schedule, but. Right. It would make uh, medical research into uh, pot safety and efficacy much easier. It's very restricted right now by the government. It would also allow tax businesses, like we just mentioned out in Colorado, to get uh, tax breaks. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one of the other things it would do. And ultimately, it would just bring uh, the the federal view of marijuana more in line with the reality of it, that it does have a medicinal value and it is it, it doesn't have a high potential for abuse. So. Yeah. You know, and here's the deal. Like, if we don't do it, other countries <laughs> will and are. So we want to be at the forefront of this as, as you know, Americans or whoever, you know, in whatever country you might be, because I know people listen to us all over the world. But, you know, drug policy worldwide is pretty much, you know, owned by the U.S. I mean, as we do, so they do. So, you know, them seeing Colorado legalize encourages them to, you know, legalize in other places. And it, it, it just... You know, it certainly should not be Schedule 1. I don't think it should be on any, but, you know, let's at least go to 3 and take it from there and see what happens. Because that's a federal acknowledgement of something that everybody knows. And, you know, the tests that people need to do for PTSD, for all these things, it, it can't happen soon enough. People are dying. People are losing their lives. It's a life and death situation. So, uh, you know, if Obama can do it with a pen stroke, please. You know, if Holder can do it, do it but do it now like don't <laughs> well, just don't to, be that president that you know leaves office and then says if only i could have could have should have would have just do it do yeah it. there's there's some conflicting uh i've been i've been reading a lot about this and uh most of the people who are sort of outside the pot world are saying well this is great this is a good step obama is doing this and it's congress that is now which i think was the point he's making it look like congress is going to hold this issue up the more inside pot people are saying that, you know, he has the ability to do it right now, and this is sort of a, a bit of an underhanded way of going about it. But I, I have to say, at least he's putting this on the table, first of all. I mean, yeah. when you talk about Obama, he's already admitted that marijuana is as, is as dangerous or less dangerous than alcohol, right. which is a big step. Mm-hmm. And he, is, uh, he has decided not to interfere with the legalization laws in Colorado and Washington against the DEA's uh, advice. And now he's doing this. So, you know, positive steps again it's not all he could be doing but it's it's more than anyone else has ever done right right and you know i'm assuming that he listens to our show and uh he'll be swayed me on facebook and he'll be swayed by our arguments here just real quick some background on this rescheduling uh the recent uh, petition to reschedule was um, officially rejected back in 2011 by the dea that decision was upheld on appeal in 2013 and the court's ruling highlighted a head-spinning catch-22 specifically the court stated there is a lack of valid scientific research to prove pot safety and efficacy, so it should remain a Schedule One drug, which almost entirely prevents valid scientific research that could prove pot's safety and efficacy. Yeah, well, you know, wrap your head around that. Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, people who listen to the show obviously they know how we feel about this, and I don't need to preach to them and tell them about the medical benefits, but you know, they need to do that with their, you know, relatives and family, peers and, and, and people they know because, you know, public opinion has changed and is changing the laws and things are happening. This is a we're at an unprecedented moment in uh, in marijuana legalization effort. So, uh, you know, do what you can to contribute, please. Yeah, Easter's coming up. Get preachy with the family on Easter Sunday. Exactly. And that if happens that, to be 420. 420. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and Boom. the other thing. And the other thing is, uh, join Normal. If you listen to the show, if you've listened to more than a couple of episodes, the show is free. Uh, just do me a favor and join Normal. Tell them free weed sent you, whatever you can. If you can send them 10 bucks, it's it's so worthwhile just to be a part of it, to get the emails from them, and uh, and, and just be a part of it. You know, it, it, there's no... There's no stigma or shame in our game. So just be, you know, be a part of legalization as it happens. Indeed. All right. We got a lot of news to get through, so let's move on. But let's stick with the the government and the DEA specifically. Good old Michelle Leonhardt is back in the news. Ugh. And uh, Dan, do you remember the uh, the sort of phrase, think of the children, when prohibitionists would try to get their point across? Of course. Well, of course. Uh, I think uh, DEA chief Michelle Leonhardt has taken this to an even more cloying bit of rhetoric. She is saying, think of the puppies. Uh, basically, during a House Appropriations Subcommittee meeting, uh, Leonhardt said that because pot is legal in Washington and Colorado, more dogs are getting too stoned. And apparently, she's citing a study uh, that 
that looked at 125 dogs that uh, ate pot by accident, and two of them died. So now her point is get out there and stop this from happening because weed is hurting dogs. Now, that is not to say anything of all of the DEA and law enforcement raids that ended up killing dogs. Uh, That's hundreds. There's a Facebook page, Dogs Killed by Cops, that you can look at that highlights all of these incidents. It's insane that she's using this this bit of pity, this bizarre bit of logic. It is absolutely outrageous, and I can't even... I don't even know how to go there with that. Like, she is an evil devil. And he, <laughs> I mean, she's a Bush appointee, too. I don't know why, right? Like, why yeah, has she, he kept her? Obama has, he has kept openly, her on. He has openly criticized her. He, she said the worst, one of the worst moments of her, her career was when they flew a hemp flag in Colorado. She said another horrible moment for her was when they, uh, Oh, oh, the softball teams. The, oh, yeah. the White House softball team played against the drug policy reform softball team. The, the uh, you know, the one hitters, I think they are. Yeah, and they beat the White House pretty bad. And they beat them twice <laughs> bad. But, but I mean, the point being, though, that's what she thinks is the worst thing. Not the guns for, for drugs and not working with the cartels. Uh, you know, I... Well, in fact, she has sworn to fight harder uh, now that uh, marijuana is becoming more mainstream and legalized. He needs to fire her. I mean, Mm -hmm. again, he listens to the show, so, you know, we will sway him with this argument, but get rid of her. Like, I mean, she's openly criticized him in front of, you know, sheriffs and, and, uh, you know, most people don't get away with that, criticizing the boss, like, openly and bemoaning his advances yeah, I mean, it's just it's well. This ridiculous. is one of the problems I think with Obama is that he he doesn't agree with this woman, but I think that he feels this need uh, to reach over the aisle and have both sides yeah, prominent, and he allows I mean, this person to stay in and shape policy that's completely in conflict with what he actually believes. In my opinion, yeah, no, and you're a hundred percent right, and and I don't think he would suffer any kind of political capital from firing her ass, and so. No. You know, and this particular statement about the dogs, I mean, it's beyond the pale. I'm sorry. If you've ever seen the videos or whatever and they're going in and, you know, of course the dog is barking. Of course it's mad. These armed, masked, fucking crazed maniacs are banging on the door at three in the morning. The dog is going to try to defend it. It's home. You know, and, you know, they have tranquilizer darts, they have tasers, they have ways of dealing with this. They're trigger happy and they want to kill these dogs. It's crazy. But they take it, they think they have a license to do it because there is no repercussions. And for her to use save the dogs as an argument against marijuana legalization is uh, preposterous. And, you know, if those two dogs did die from marijuana, that's very unfortunate. But the cure for most dogs on marijuana is time. You just wait. And they come back, and that's that. They sleep it off, and then they're back. And so, you know, I don't know. I can't just... It defies logic, and that's her point. And she says something like this to make it very hard for people to disagree with her because everyone loves dogs. No one wants to see a dog get sick or hurt. But when you really actually think about it, it is insane, just like Think of the Children. If you want a little more on Michelle Leonhardt, um, first of all, you could read my article on uh, the DEA chief says legal pot hurts dogs. Also check out Russ Belleville, who uh, broke down her testifying in front of Congress, uh, particularly our buddy uh, Jared Polis, who really grills her about weed. It's an interesting read. Also, she, she literally during that she would not admit that marijuana is less harmful than heroin. Yeah, I'll read a little she, bit of it. She too, literally uh, said that. Polis I mean, is crack worse for a person than marijuana. Leonhardt, I believe all illegal drugs are bad. Polis is methamphetamine worse for somebody's health than marijuana. Leonhardt, I don't think any illegal drug is good. Polis, cutting Leonhardt off, is heroin worse for somebody's health than marijuana? Leonhardt, again, all drugs. Polis, cutting off Leonhardt, it's either yes or no or I don't know. There's a video of this and you guys should definitely watch it. It's it's just unbelievable how dense this person is or just duplicitous. Yeah, I anyway. like, yeah, duplicitous. You like that. Yeah, and, and, and we're going to throw a party when she gets fired. Actually, yeah, I was trying to get this trend in last week. Let's let's try it again. I think Hashtag dogs, dogs are probably going to throw throw a party too. Well, dogs will. Hashtag fire Michelle Leonhardt. Let's see if we can get that trending. We got to send a message. This has gone on long enough. Yeah, send that to at Barack Obama. You know, I mean, put some pressure on. This is ridiculous. I mean, that lady's got to go. And, and and you know, put somebody in charge that at least will go after 
you know, the cartels or whoever it is that you're, you know, you think are the perceived threat in this situation. But this lady's focusing her energy at the DEA on marijuana, and that's just uncalled for. All right. This has been a very passionate mini news hit. Um, <laughs> so we're running out of time. Let's just try to go to the speed round here. Our next story. Do you remember back in 2010, uh, Normal attempted to run the very first pro-pot legalization billboard ad in Times Square? Mm-hmm. However, a CBS, which owned that space, ultimately rejected their ad and wouldn't let them run it. Well, last week, Weed Maps, uh, which is a website that provides dispensary and strain information, They tried to get an ad up on a 26-by-20-foot jumbotron in Times Square. It was scheduled to run for 60 days right alongside uh, advertisements for things like Coca-Cola and Disney and, of course, beer ads. Uh, Unfortunately, the ad has not run as of yet, and uh, apparently CBS has neither officially rejected it nor approved it. And uh, I spoke with uh, Weed Map CEO Justin Hartfield. He said right now they're in limbo. He's holding his breath. Uh, he's uh, hoping CBS does the right thing, but is not holding his breath. And I got to just say really quickly, and you could find this online. Uh, go to HighTimes.com and look for a pro pot ad in Times Square in Jeopardy. The the ad is about as unassuming as a pot ad could possibly be, which it doesn't even seem like it's an ad for pot unless you're really paying attention. And I think the takeaway there is if CBS rejects this ProPot ad, it's the sentiment, not the content, that's the issue. Yeah, yeah. And CBS needs to step up and just start accepting these ads. I mean, Uh, the politicians and the executives are going to be the last people to come on board. You know what I mean? Like, that's the way I see it. It's like they're, they're, you know, they're afraid of everything. They're afraid of us and they're afraid of this situation. And particularly they're afraid to lose uh, money and votes. So that's what we need: money and votes. <laughs> but, you know, basically, if you you know if you smoke bud and don't vote, then you're shooting yourself in the foot. All right, let's move on to Colorado, where we are about to head. There is a medical pot plant count crackdown. Now, basically, some patients. It's in the Colorado Constitution that if it is medically necessary, you can grow more than the allotted number of plants uh, for per patient, and that number is six. However, uh, the officials there are sending out letters to pot patients and their physicians requiring them to provide documentation justifying cultivating more than the six plants that's permitted by state law. And uh, basically, they want uh, a demonstration of why the additional pot is necessary and also references to studies um, that have previously been conducted indicating that more cannabis will help a particular affliction. So what do you think about this? Let me just give you one more stat real quick. Out of 3,300 registered medical cannabis caregivers in Colorado, only 24 serve more than five patients. That's another thing they're trying to do is cut that down. And uh, one serves 82 patients. But they're talking about a really small percentage of things in a state where it's legal medicinally and recreationally. I'm not sure why they would go after this. Yeah, it's a strange thing for them to do. I'm not a big fan of, of you know any kind of plant limits like that, particularly when they had more uh, before and now they're reducing them. I mean, I think if there's going to be limits, the limits need to go up, not down. And I don't think driving a wedge between the medical patients and the rec patients and all, I mean, rec people, you know, I, it's it's just crazy. I, you know, obviously, you know, with the rec situation being how it is, um, eventually, I, in my opinion, the rec prices will go down and sort of meet the medical prices, and then you know you'll have people kind of you know, deciding, hey, why why bother doing the medical thing when I can just go and buy, buy Bud at the rec shop with just my ID and I don't need my doctor's license or any of that other stuff. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just think it's nitpicky and weird and, you know, we just need to get past all of these weird, um, you know, end of prohibition times, of uh, you know, with all these weird uh, rules imposed and restrictions and, and just free the plant, you know. It's like it's pretty simple, you know. I mean, people can brew their own beer, but they most of them choose to buy it, you know. Uh, if you choose to, to brew it, there shouldn't be limits, you know, on how much you can brew for yourself. It's, you know, I, it just seems silly um, and nitpicky of the government or whoever it is that's behind that. All right. Our last story is all about hemp, which pisses Michelle Leonhart right the fuck off. Uh, let's start in Indiana. Uh, the governor signed the industrial hemp bill into law. So Indiana is now the 11th state to uh, re-legalize industrial hemp. 
And in Hawaii, there's a hemp bill that is a uh, it passed the House, but is now in the state Senate. And uh, Hawaii could be the 12th state to legalize hemp. And uh, they are doing it to help clean the soil. Because as most people know, hemp was used by the former uh, USSR to clean radioactive toxins that were caused by Chernobyl. Hemp can do this for you. And it's also being used in Hawaii potentially uh, as a biofuel. So the only catch here is after it's legalized, it has to be approved by the government. Mm -hmm. And uh, the government doesn't like to do that. So what do you think? Hemp has been illegal since 1937, but uh, it was particularly uh, controlled after the Controlled Substances Act of 1970. Yeah, I mean, that's another weird thing because, you know, in Canada, they're growing hemp, you know, in China, in Romania, in Russia, they're growing hemp. So for us not to be growing it just means we have to import it, so which isn't illegal. So the companies, American hemp companies are at a disadvantage because they have to import the product that they use. Yeah, you could buy hemp seed at, I think, Whole Foods, right? Exactly. But 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 we're not growing that. But that's grown in Canada. So so all that money is leaving the United States and going to these other countries. And we're still using hemp. There's still hemp clothing, hemp fiber. I was in this uh, Adidas store just this weekend. They got hemp sneakers, you know, in Adidas stores. They're importing all that hemp, paying way more for shipping, for, you know, all of that taxes paying more than we should we should be producing it in america and using american hemp seeds and fiber it's ridiculous that we're not uh and again it's 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 non-competitive i mean isn't the u.s like supposed to be at the forefront of this stuff like you know competing for money and business and all that like that's isn't that the american way i don't i i don't get why we would shoot ourselves in the foot and not just grow the product here um just keep it pretty far away from my weed plants. <laughs> exactly. you know, I don't want to cross pollinate or anything, but I, I, you know, I certainly, you know, I came from the hemp industry. I, I know it, you know, and I, I believe in it and it's a great fiber. It's a, there's great stuff being made out of it. I wear it all the time, but I wish we could grow it in the U S and it, there's, it doesn't make sense that we can't. All right. Well, that was the high times news hit for Thursday, April 10th. Dan and I are a little heated up right now. We got to cool off, but we will be back with more free weed after this. All right. As you guys know, uh, BC Northern Lights has been with us for many, many episodes. They are a flagship sponsor and we love them. They're giving away a grow box, which is amazing. Uh, The roommate, a four plant grow box. Everything these guys do is great. I mean, fully automated uh, machined perfectly, everything's light tight, airtight, on wheels, casters, the hydro systems, everything is. There's a touch screen that controls the whole kit and caboodle. You've got the producer, the bloom box, the roommate, um, all kinds of packages that they have. Please check them out. We love them. Uh, they are at bcnorthernlights.com or 888 236 1266. You can call them, they have really great customer service. Um, they'll answer all your questions. They'll give you quotes on what uh, all these different grow boxes cost and what they do. And, uh, yeah, like I said in the uh, earlier intro, too, they're giving away a grow, a grow box. So, um, you know, light them up. Tell them, uh, tell them Free Weed sent you. And uh, also you get six months of free nutrients if you uh, mention our show when you order. So that's a great thing that they're, they've extended that deal uh, for Free Weed listeners as well. So... If you want a great grow box, get yourself a BC Northern Lights grow box. All right, so uh, this is the cultivation section. It is indeed. indeed. And it's been a fortnight. It has. (laughs) And, of course, that means it's time for Strain of the Fortnight. Strain of the Fortnight. And this is an exciting one. Not sure if we've done this one before or not at this point because we've done so many. But Eh, uh, doesn't matter. Yeah, this one is Satori from Mandela Seeds, and this was a high time. Oh, we have done that one. We have? Yeah. That's okay. Let's have it again. I like it. Hmm. Well, what can I say differently about it? It's a great strain. Read it with, like, an accent. <laughs> it was our top 10 strain in 2007. Um, the breeders are Mike and Jasmine, and they have something, they have a unique thing going on, basically, for strain collectors. This is very interesting because they only sell F1 seeds. So um, they have hybrid vigor. 
They have a good resistance to heat and pests and deadly diseases that are caused by molds and viruses, which is very important. And I get asked a lot about like what strains do that. So Satori is like that. And it's a sativa um, with that wonderful up high, um, but it has like hardiness, which is pretty rare. Most sativas are, 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 are a little picky. Um, Mandala also collects their seeds from rare genetics uh, from Nepal and India. And those particular regions have really strong herb. They've been, you know, they, they have an innate way of selecting year after year for, you know, things like flavor and resin content in places like Nepal and India. And, and the, the weed and the hash that come from those places is something special. It has its own uh, essence that other strains don't have. And they had the benefit of living in India for years and you know making friends with the people there and collecting strains that they can work with now uh if you have a high thc tolerance um satori is great for that uh, medical users love the uh, uh relief for depression and anxiety which uh, i wouldn't recommend every sativa for that but certain ones really uh have a way of dealing with it and um and i guess the best way to think of that is like you know, Ritalin is, is like a speed, but it calms people down that, you know, that are hyper, but it actually spazzes people out that are not hyper. So, you know, it has kind of the opposite effect. And I think um, Satori is one of those type of strains in marijuana. It's not for everybody. Uh, and like I said, uh, you know, THC tolerance should be pretty high. Uh, beautiful plant to grow. Um, take it easy on the nutrients. Make sure it goes the full 10 weeks and you will achieve enlightenment from satori wow i could go for some of that it's great i like enlightenment it sounds good so all right last you can check them out also sorry on yeah. Man, uh, mandalaseeds.com do that i feel like that read was better than the last time we did it so good for you on that uh okay so uh at the end of last week's show i mentioned uh, something about going back in time to fix some grow problems and we figured that would be a pretty good little bit to do on episode 61 so what do you say we hop in the grow room time machine and play a little game let's do it grow room time machine all right so here's how it's gonna work i'm going to read to you where we're at right now and you get in the grow room time machine and tell me how you could fix that problem sounds good great all right so Number one, after visiting my friend's shitty grow, I came back to my grow room, and just a few days later, I noticed I had a spider mite infestation. <laughs> All right. Going back in time? Yes. <laughs> uh, in this case, uh, first off, you know, you should question whether you don't want to visit anybody's shitty grow room, uh, but in the case that you do... And you come back, uh, you know, we're going back in time now. Uh, you should have changed clothing at the very bare minimum. Your shoes, uh, your socks, your all your clothes. Um, and, and, you know, I always think it's a good idea for someone to have a, like a jumpsuit or some kind of clothing that they go in and work only in the grow room in. And, you know, keep that in the space between, you know, the grow room and the outside world. And when they come in to change out of the clothes that they're wearing and into that jumpsuit that's grow room specific. And that way you're not going to be having those uh, insects on your, your you know jeans or your socks or in your shoes. They're tiny and they love to travel and they'll find ways to piggyback on almost anything. So uh, it, that's a great way to keep pests out of your grow room. And certainly you don't want to be going grow room to grow room uh, often anyway. You know, it's just, uh, it's just a bad idea. Yeah, no grow room hopping. All right, so our new future idea. I got busted because my buddy was bragging about my massive grow op. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to go back in time and not, you know, resist the temptation to brag about your grow op. You know, I mean, you, you really don't want a lot of people knowing about it. No one who doesn't need to know about it should really know about it. And this goes for, you know, whether you're in a clandestine area or even, you know, in a legal grow. I mean, most of the ones that I visit in Colorado do not announce on the outside what they are. They're very nondescript, very much like any other warehouse uh, that you enter with great security. And, you know, the only people who need to know that you're growing there are you and whoever else needs to know the, the workers and uh 
you know, the maybe the investors and all of that. But on a smaller scale, obviously, you know, these big grow room guys aren't aren't listening, you know, f- for to try to learn information from us. But you, on the other hand, need to know this, and it, it it's always fun to brag, and you know, everybody wants to show show off, but uh, you know, keep it to yourself and don't, you know, obviously that that per- fictional made up person got busted from that so mm-hmm. you know, that's something you want to avoid yeah nobody talks everybody walks boom all right back to the future i've got wilting plants in the final stages of my grow i should be ready to harvest but instead my plants are stagnant let's go back mm. to the past and fix that problem yeah yeah well it sounds like you have an issue with heat and this is something people have a lot Grow rooms create a lot, grow lights create a lot of heat and enclosed space that heat builds up. You have to remove the heat and you have to cool the grow room uh, one way or the other. You can have air conditioning, uh, swamp coolers, things like that, but it's imperative to suck the heat away from your grow room and you can do that kind of at the top. uh, You know, bring cool air in at the bottom, suck hot air out from the top and you know, and, and it's important the size of your grow room, you know, that you're able to clear the heat out fast enough because it builds up very quickly. So, you know, the cubic feet per minute on your fan rating is an important number because it tells you how how much air you're moving and whether you're moving enough. All right. Back to the present. Uh, I grow from regular seed. During flowering, a male hiding in the back pollinated my females seeding my entire crop. Let's fix this problem. Okay, well, this problem is easily fixed if you just go back into the past and identify that male before it pollinates. It's quite simple. Every plant, when you're growing, you should be physically touching every single plant you grow you know, once a day or at least you know, physically observing it so you know if there's a pest and you know if there's male flowers. And even if it's way back there in the back corner, you have to find a way to move the plants around or you know, have them on wheels or whatever you need to do to be able to inspect each plant closely. So that one plant in the back corner is where the infestation will start. So you need to get back there and, and you know, physically inspect your plants every day, particularly if you just induced flowering. I mean, that's the most important time because that one male will seed your crop and, and make it almost useless to you and a big waste of time. And when you do that on a large scale, it's a big waste of money too. Makes sense to me. All right. Our final present day fictional scenario comes from a listener, Adam, from the birthplace of Bubblegum. Uh, he writes, I have a minor, a minor light leak caused some hermy issues with my small indoor grow. Let's go back to the past and fix this problem. Yeah, yeah. And shout, shout outs to him for participating in this as well. Um, he had mentioned that that light was coming from... Uh, a, like a small LED sensor on a, a a power strip, and you know that's the thing is that they don't. It doesn't take a lot of light to freak out cannabis plants in, the, in when they're in the dark, and if you do that, you get those issues with Hermes. Um, the important thing is they're complete darkness for 12 hours during the flowering time. Complete darkness, and that means whether you grow in a grow box or a room or a warehouse, you have to go inside that space, close the doors turn out the lights and look around and make sure you're in pitch darkness and there is no light leaking into that space there's no light inside that space that's leaking out and as for that you know um, power strip light you know you uh, a simple piece of duct tape covering that light would have solved your problem so go back in time it's quite simple and put a piece of uh, duct tape over that light. Well, putting duct tape over the light is simple but going back in time actually is quite difficult I should note that <laughs> Okay, well, you know, then think of it for the future then. Uh, (laughs) But basically, you know, light leaks are very damaging. It's important not to interrupt the dark cycle at any time. Interrupting the light cycle is not as big of a deal, but also to be avoided. Um, But that dark cycle has to be, you know, dark the whole time. And uh, light leaks can cause bigger issues than just hermaphrodism, which is bad. Light leaks can keep your plants from flowering, which is also bad. So there you have it. There we do have it. And that was the Grow Room Time Machine. We hope that uh, was enjoyable for you guys. I should also add that Adam from the birthplace of Bubblegum, he also included uh, he would like us to lose our sports on drugs bit. And oddly enough, he writes, 
I could listen to Danny master debate all day. Hmm. Hmm. Wow. Well, all right. Uh, Wait, he wants us to lose the sports? He doesn't on? like the sports on drugs bit, but he likes you <laughs> master debating. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's well, Adam. thank you for the <laughs> strange feedback. <laughs> Um, that, I, I guess we... That's we brought, my fault. We brought I, that yeah, on ourselves. Indeed. Yeah, sorry yeah, you, about that. You, you got that all I over me. I thought it was funny. And <laughs> Anyway. All right. So what do you say we move on to my favorite part of the show? Uh, questions from our listeners answered by you, Danny Danko, on Free Weed. Let's do it. All right. If you have a question you'd like Dan to answer on this show, write us. It's uh, Free Weed at High Times. And we are also available on Twitter at Danny Danko, at MyQs underscore, hashtag Free Weed. Let's get it started with JJ. JJ writes, hey, Danny, first off, let me say I love your show. Uh, anyway, my question is, I hear you talk about humidity during the drying process, but what is the ideal humidity during this process? Mine is about 42%, and like everyone else, I want the best possible product in the end. What do you think, Dan? Humidity. Uh, yeah, I'd put it a little bit higher than 42. I mean, 42 is good. Uh, lower than that is bad, but I would say 50 to 60% humidity is pretty much ideal you remember you're putting water into the air when you're drying pot plants i mean water is coming off those plants in fact about 75 percent of the weight of those plants is coming off in water and that water uh, does create humidity um, now people have that problem in denver where it's just so dry uh, that their buds dry too quickly and they have to add humidity but you know some people have the problem where it's too humid if they're in, you know, New Orleans or Florida or something, and you know it's 80% humidity, and their buds aren't aren't drying, and not only that, but are in danger of molding, and so they have to suck, you know, water out of the air with uh, dehumidifiers and such. But yeah, if you're setting it um, at a certain level, I would say between 50 and 60 is ideal during the drying process. All right. Uh, hopefully that helps JJ. And let's move on to Jr. He has a breeding question. But he starts off by saying, hey, Danny and Mike, by the way, Danny is off his rocker not to like fish, but he's glad that I'm a fan. So thank you for that support, JR. <laughs> and that's just one of the many, many reasons Danny is off his rocker. But You ate, you ate my fractal. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to this question. Hey, Danny, I have two plants, one male, one female, same strain. I separated the two after finding pre-flowers on both. Uh, just for a simple project, I plan on collecting pollen from the male and putting some on one branch of the girl. What kind of bag should I use, and does the male have to be in a 12-12 cycle to get this pollen? I always grow from seed. Uh, yes, the male does have to be in 12-12 to get the pollen because it won't flower if it's not in 12-12. Um, and as for the bag, uh, you can use a paper bag, you can use a plastic bag. Um, basically, all you want to do is just sort of cover that branch uh, and keep the pollen from getting on all the other branches. Uh, once you've got it on there, uh, you're pretty good for a while. Some people will will mist or spray after they do the pollination with some water just to sort of um, keep excess pollen from spreading because pollen is a very, very, very light thing. It travels in the air. You can blow it across the room with just a, a whisper. So, it you know, basically, you know, you just want to cover that branch and keep the pollen within the bag that's covering it. And you know, after a little bit of, a little bit of time, you can take the bag off, and you'll have that one pollinate, uh, pollinated branch producing seeds. Uh, you know, I don't always advise people to do that sort of thing, but if you have a great strain and, and it's pretty stable, and you feel like you need those seeds for a uh, future run, you know, that that's a good way to go about it without seeding your entire crop. All right. Good luck with that little project, Jr. And uh, definitely write us back. Keep us posted on the outcome there. Let's just move. Be, sh be sure the bag is is, is well secured and and not leak. You know, doesn't leak pollen out of it because that just defeats the purpose. Yeah. Nobody wants leaky pollen. Let's move on to Curious, our buddy. Uh, great show again, guys. Uh, really like the news hit. We will keep that going. We got a little intense today. We were very <laughs> passionate about the pot news, but uh, Curious has a question about opaque glass jars. Uh, he says, Danny has mentioned this a few times on the show, but who makes them and where do I get them? I've been using various size mason jars uh, kept out of light in plastic bins. How much am I losing using my current system? Uh, you know, you're, you're fine with the clear, uh, clear glass jars as long as they're in a cool, dark place. So um, in a plastic container, as long as it's not out in the sunshine or in a hot room, you're fine. Uh, with the clear glass. The important thing is just that light isn't getting to your buds. 
because the THC and, thing, and essential oils will, will degenerate from being exposed to light. So if you've got jars on a windowsill or jars, um, you know, let's say on a shelf in your house that occasionally, um, you know, whatever it might be, if it's out in the light, particularly, I mean, obviously sunlight, but even light inside your house. So, you know, a drawer, a, um, you know, sneaker box, whatever it is that you, you keep your jars in, as long as you don't let light in there, you can have clear glass jars. Um, but if you do want to have it out and about, you just get those dark colored jars. I'm not sure where, but you know, they sell them the container store. I'm sure has, uh, you know, those darker jars. Um, the important thing is just, like I said, no light on your buds. No light on your buds. And actually, uh, curious, if you're interested in a classic Danko Hughes uh, kind of, well, I guess it was our very first thing, one of the first things that we ever did together was we created a video called How to Store Your Pot. Yeah, And Dan right. kind of walks you through all the different jars and the best techniques. So that has got a lot of views, too. It it's does. Like yeah. well, it's an important... I didn't, you know, yeah, a bit of information. I, of all the videos, though, I just didn't expect that particular one to get so viewed. Uh, yeah. 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 You, I mean, you just put these things out and you don't really know, but that, yeah, it was interesting. You Storing. never can tell. But that's a, that is a classic Danko Hughes joint right there, so check that out. Uh, thank you, Curious, for that question. Let's move on to Kitty. Kitty has an interesting question. Why are all things high times originated in a cannabis-unfriendly state? Why not move the operation to a state that supports the cause? Kitty. Kitty. From, from your lips to Jaws' ears. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, you know, we're in publishing first and foremost, and publishing, you know, this is, New York City is the center of that world, and, you know, it's where we started. And, it, you know, it, it, it doesn't make sense to be in a different place. We travel a lot, and we end up in those places a lot. But, yeah, you know, our headquarters is here. We just want to, we want the New York laws to change just like everywhere else. And I think that's going to happen. You know, it looks like it's promising right now. Uh, and then we'll be free. But we we are in a place where, you know, there is no medical. There is no recreational. I mean, there's only what what we do and what everybody else does. And clearly New York, you know, New Yorkers smoke pot. It's not, you know, there's no secret. But we're not protected in any way, shape or form. Here at the magazine, of course, you know, our policies, they're, you know, we don't smoke pot. <laughs> you know, at the office, we wink, wink, <laughs> you know, and, and, and basically the, you know, I, it, it's hard to even answer that question. It's just magazine publishing is here. Yeah. Uh, it's possible one day we'll move, but uh, for now it sounds like, uh, and we have know. a, we have a branch out in Santa Cruz and in, in we California. We do. But, we have um, a, I look at it like, you know, you could preach to the choir and everyone will agree with you, but we're fighting the good fight in New York. Now, now don't, hold me to that if it comes that I have to move to Oklahoma. But <laughs> if it's New York, I'm willing to fight here. Um, so thank you, Kitty. Where do you live? Let us know. Are you Colorado? Are you California? Uh, I'd be curious to hear that. Anyway, uh, we do, like Dan said, we do get to see quite a bit of the country. We're always traveling and, um, you know, I guess we're just New York people. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've been here 20 years. I, I do feel like a New Yorker. Uh, Would do, you move out to Colorado or something? If you I know? mean, if if what if the whole company yeah, moved? the whole company moves. I mean, I, I guess I'd have to. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I'd be a discussion about it, but yeah, I mean, you know, for that kind of freedom, you mm -hmm. know, it, and people are obviously. I mean, there's a huge migration going on. Um, people are doing it for their kids. People are doing it for themselves. Um, people are doing it, you know, because they're they're growers and they just don't want to have that, you know paranoia all the time that you get you know always looking over your shoulder worrying mm -hmm. you don't you know the growers i know in colorado really don't have that you know they have the police coming in and inspecting their grow rooms and, but they're not going to go to jail and that's the main difference right it's pretty or get robbed i right. mean that you're at the mercy you're you're at, you know i mean it's black market here yeah and it's tough it's a tough place to be when all these changes are happening but like I said, I hope these changes come to us as well. And, and you know, somebody's got to stay behind and, and, and keep up the fight. Now, once again, though, I just want to say really quickly, if that medical program goes through the Cuomo is trying to push here in New York, the idea that we are going to supply medical pot patients with pot that has been confiscated by what you would say is criminal before it's given to the medical is insane to me. Not only is that unregulated, but also... It's a it's an illegal substance in that person's hand, and it becomes a legal substance. It's just it's mind-bogglingly ridiculous. 
It just it drives me insane. Yeah. So well, and that's not going to that. be the, that's not going to be the final way that they do it anyway. That's just. But the, they're so scared to allow people to grow pot that that's how they want to handle it. It's just it's crazy. All right. Thank you, Kitty. We appreciate the question. Let's move on to another. What the heck's wrong with you guys? Question from Zarlin. Uh, hey, Danny and Mike. I realized that uh, I just realized that yours was the only podcast I'm subscribed to that isn't a video podcast. Have you thought about going video? I myself would love to see your handsome faces every week, and I'm sure I'm not alone, smiley face. The format doesn't need to change, and you could put out an audio version for those who can't watch on the go. Uh, just a suggestion. What do you think? That's from Zarlin. I mean, you know, it, it, I'm all for it. You know, I don't. I would do a video, uh, a video version of the show. I mean, we'd have to reconfigure some things, and, and I don't know who just wants to look at us talking. But there, <laughs> I guess they're out there. People, you know, like uh, Doug Benson's show is a video podcast, but. I listen to it as an audio sometimes when I'm, uh, you know, on the subway back and forth. Uh, then you can watch it on YouTube or you can listen to it, which is kind of cool. And yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be interesting to do that. I, I'm not opposed to it. Um, right now, I just think you know, equipment-wise, I don't know that we have those capabilities. But you know, maybe maybe I'm open to it. What do you think, Mike? I think have you are you familiar with the term faces for radio? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think and, that's and where we're at. Then they'll finally realize that suddenly <laughs> the guy from American Pickers has been giving them grow advice. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll be, I'm actually I'm a little curious what our other listeners think about this. It's never even occurred to me that this ought to be a video podcast. I just feel like audio works best for us, and you know, it's sort like, of the format we chose. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people listen to us like in the grow room or trimming yeah. and things like that. In in a, in a situation where maybe they. They can't do video, but they can't, could do audio. I tell know? you, we wouldn't, driving in the car, we wouldn't like do that. anything different. So it would just be you watching us talk, which I can't imagine is very interesting. But, well, lots of people are on YouTube though, like just yeah. talking. Maybe it's, it's true, and I've done that. I've sat and watched people talk. So like in the Google Hangout type situation, or sure. Uh, I know? mean, yeah, maybe just you know, we record. We uh, maybe we'll experiment and just record a segment of the show, throw it up on YouTube. If it gets a ton of views, uh, you know, we'll consider it. All right, and I will wear Richard Nixon mask. Thank you very much for that. Uh, who was that? Zarlin? Thank you, Zarlin. Uh, okay, let's hit the speed round here. We're running out of time, but our buddy Cron Burgundy writes us, I try to live by Jorge's Bible. He says when flushing in soil to flush with three gallons of water for every gallon of soil. I've heard experts on your panels say five to ten. What's your take on it? Also, I've seen products like Clearex and Final Phase uh, help cut down on the amount of water needed. What do you think about them? All right. Uh, well, I think anywhere between three, you know, three, three to one to five to one is good. You know, um, the difference being you're just going to be pouring a lot more water through if you're going five to one uh, per gallons. So five gallon container, that's, you know, I'd say 10, 15 gallons is fine. Um, a lot of times what people do is they'll just put them in the shower. I mean, I think that's one of the best ways. Uh, you got plain water coming out of the shower. It's not going to really damage the plant too bad. I mean, uh, it, it can flow out and flow down the drain. Um, you really just want to make sure water flows out of your pot. And if that water has any kind of like uh, nutrient in it, you just want to keep flushing. And so it's not really even a matter of how much water. It's just a matter of how how much how, what the PPMs of that water are after it comes out of your plants. Um, you know, some people overfeed and they need a bigger flush. Some people, you know, are good at underfeeding or just barely you know underfeeding and they don't need as much of a flush so it's really based on your situation but i would say you know three to one you know three gallons of water for every one gallon of grow container space so you go with the jorge model and and what do you think about these uh clearex and final phase products yeah i mean i just don't think they're necessary whatever it is that they do uh compared to how much they cost i think plain water from the tap is just fine. Um, one thing you can do is let the water sit out for 24 hours so there's no chlorine or, or you know, some of that stuff dissipates out of it. But besides that, you know, I just think plain water is fine. There's, there's no reason to buy a, a leaching product, you know, when you've got plain water on hand. Makes sense to me. Thank you, Cron Burgundy, for writing in. Once again, I enjoy your name. Uh, you mentioned earlier that people listen to this podcast from all over the globe, and uh, our final write-in question, or actually statement in this case, uh, backs that up. Cat Cat writes us, greetings from Greece. Wow. Now, full disclosure, I am uh, part Greek, so it's nice to hear one of my countrymen write us. Uh, Hi there, DNM. 
I'm an indoor grower here in Greece, and I really enjoy your show. I'm listening uh, to them on SoundCloud. Real nice. My favorite part is the Q&A time and, of course, the marvelous guests you have on from time to time. I'd also like to say Jorge Cervantes has been very enlightening to me. Big thanks. Also, Soma says things real true. Keep up the good work, boys. Thanks, CatCat. Thank you, CatCat. Yeah, thank you so much. I mean, we love the feedback. We love the emails. It's really uh, just amazing how much you guys listen uh, and, and the things that you guys remember that we maybe forget, we've gotten emails about that, like funniest moments, things like that. It's just great to hear that kind of feedback from you guys and particularly from all over the world because, um, you know, our magazine is primarily based in America, uh, a little bit tougher to get outside of the U.S. or Canada. But the podcast anybody can listen to. You can be sitting right now even in Saudi Arabia or Japan or all China or any one of these places where um, – you know, the laws are tougher, the, you know, whatever it might be. And, you know, listening and gaining knowledge about how to grow cannabis, how to treat yourself with marijuana. It's, you know, it, it's, it's a special feeling for me. I really do appreciate it and never expected it to be like, you know, this much feedback in this, in, in the show to, to really have that kind of an impact. It, it's really heartwarming and uh, humbling and just really really great i really do appreciate it and i mean people like sing the song at the cannabis cup when you walk by they're like singing the free weed song it's it's, it's nuts you know and i love it and so um yeah thanks for that and thanks for your support and i second everything dan just said <laughs> so uh that does it for our q a for episode 61 the roger maris episode uh, if you have a question that you would like answered on this show, write us. It's freeweed at hightimes.com. On Twitter, it's at Danny Danko. It's at MyQ's underscore and hashtag freeweed. Dan, what do you say we take a little break, then come back and put a bow on it? Let's do that. All right, you guys, you know it all starts with a seed. You can't really get in this game without popping a seed at some point. So you got to get seeds. What are you going to do? All right, talk to the gorilla. It'll help you. <laughs> it's G-O-R-I-L-L-A-Cannabis-Seeds.co.uk. These guys have worldwide delivery. I stress worldwide delivery, 100% discreet and stealthy. Um, they put in tons of free seeds when you make orders. There's all these different levels. You can earn all these different free seeds. They have uh, great prices. You can compare their prices with other seed banks that deliver to to you know other places and and you'll see that they really do have the great prices they have a great selection uh pretty much every seed bank you know i i can think of tons of them here um they're eco-friendly they have the packaging and everything is really uh, safe for the environment so um all all in all you know you check with the gorilla you know they've been doing this for 10 years they're not some fly-by-night operation and you can check them out on the web. Uh, you can check out right at the top of their website is their Facebook, their Twitter. Um, they have a Pinterest. They have uh, you know all kinds of Twitter, uh, Google Plus. And if you go on those things and you contact them and you tell them that we sent you, you know that just shows love for our show and it shows support. And they'll stick with us and they'll keep advertising with us. And if you order seeds from them and you mention our show when you order them. They throw in some extra free seeds and stuff, too. They have all kinds of different deals going. There's a, uh, a special one going on uh, that we mentioned last week. Uh, so listen to that episode for those details. That's like 20% off of seeds for a two-day period. Uh, and, yeah, every, everything you could want. Feminized, autoflowering, and, of course, my favorite, regular seeds. <laughs> so go Gorilla for great seeds at a great price. All right, so uh, hey, that sounds like sixty-one is uh, is in the in the can in the books. Yeah, just about. Yeah, um, we're wrapping it up. We are wrapping it up with raw. That's yeah. how we wrap it up here at Freeweed. We uh, we did the news. We yeah, were, we, we got it got we, a little intense. Yeah, when you when you you're know? talking about the dogs and I don't mm-hmm. know Michelle Lanhart is such a dipshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, it's it's hard not to like get a little emotional about that situation because that's like her like goading us <laughs> you know like she's mentioning dogs when you're you know the head of a federal agency that that willfully kills dogs all day long um and mentioning that it's somehow you know 
for their benefit and that legalization hurts them i mean that's just it's preposterous but yeah we got emotional on that but yeah um, let's get that hashtag fire michelle leonhardt thing going i mean yeah. i think that we need to get that word out there people don't realize that that in obama's own you know administration this the head of the dea is a bush appointee yep yeah yeah and Bananas. and and she's horrible she's and a horrible. horrible horrible person yeah, we did uh, our strain of the fortnight. Uh, we talked about the grow box, which is awesome, and hopefully people will participate in that contest more, and uh, we'll get to those 5,000 numbers, and we'll give away a grow box, which is rad. Um, we talked about the grow room time machine. We actually went back in time and fixed people's grow rooms, and that was pretty awesome. Indeed. And uh, and come to Denver if you can. Yeah, of course. Please come to Denver. See us there, CannabisCup.com. Yeah, our next show, I think, will be that live uh, panel that we're doing out there at least taping it yeah so uh that's exciting uh, we love the participation that you guys have been having all the questions that you've been sending have been awesome and yeah roger maris episode number 61 let's put it in the books okay.